My name's Woody, and with me today, we have a special guest. It is football season, so we got our boy Giacomo Pogi? Pogi. Pogi. Okay, I didn't know how to say the last name properly, but... No worries. Giacomo's here. He's a football player. He works over at Peak Nutrition. He's 27 years old, and... He had his BS in exercise and wellness. Wellness. All mm-hmm. right. From where? Uh, Arizona State. Arizona State. Yeah. All right. So, are you a local boy? No. So, I grew up in California, Northern California. I was born in San Francisco. I um, grew up small town north of San Francisco called Novato. So, shout out to the Bay Area. Uh, I got mad love yeah. for all my peoples up there. Um, so, yeah, I moved down here fall of 17. And I uh, transferred from a junior college uh, to Arizona State. I graduated uh, back in May of 2020 with my bachelor's. And then just been working ever since and decided to stay. Wasn't Nothing was really drawing me back besides my family, but um, that's another story there. So Cool, yeah. man. Well, well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having yeah me, of course. And uh, I really wanted to bring you on here because I knew you were a football player and it's football season, so yeah. we want to get yes, into sir. it. So, uh, what started you on your, uh, you know, football journey? Um, has this been like a lifelong thing for you, or are, have you played other sports? What's, what's so that yeah, going I grew on up there? playing sports my whole life. I started with soccer when I was like four or five years old, and then I was like, I was in fourth grade, so probably like seven or eight years old. And I went to my parents. I was like, I want to play football. Uh, they thought I was too young. Uh, there wasn't really much like flag, like the flag football scene wasn't really as big as it is now, but. Um, so, but I had buddies I grew up with uh, who played when they were like seven. And so I wanted to start playing when I was eight. My parents thought I was too young. So I uh, started when I was 11 years old, uh, sixth grade, and then played from when I was 11, three years, uh, Pop Warner, all four years of high school, and then also two years of community college in okay, California. Okay, so that you, so you just started straight to tackle football? You didn't yep, get any like flag to, leagues or anything like that? All yes, right. sir. I was always yeah, a big... So what's your, what's your thoughts on that, right? Because there's like a lot of like controversy and like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, just like your parents went through, like, mm-hmm. start, when do you start your kid in football, especially because of the head injuries, yeah. because of like, I mean, it's not terrible if they tackle properly, but mm-hmm. they're kids, right? That we don't do everything perfectly. So That's true. I think the younger, the better, honestly, the younger that they can get into any of those sports to get around like a group of kids that are into the same stuff. Uh, have the same hobbies, stuff like that. They're going to develop so much quicker, in my opinion, when it comes to like not only in their sporting ability, but just like their mental ability to process and stuff. Because football is a lot, is very much so mental. A lot of people, 100%. a lot of pros would say it's like 80% mental and 20% physical. I would have to agree with that. It is very much so mental. So I think the younger, the better. Like as long as you have, there's good coaches teaching the proper technique and not like saying like, oh, just ram your head into someone's chest or, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, as long as they're teaching how to play the game in a safe uh, and constructive way, then the younger the better, in my opinion. I love that opinion because, honestly, a lot of times it's always on the other side, the safe side, right? Mm-hmm. Like Because we want our kids to be safe. We don't want those neck injuries. We want those head injuries. Mm-hmm. And, like, again, like you go back to, like, the – kids that go into gymnastics right away like like they're you know tumbling and flipping and doing all these things because they're kids and they they can bounce back real quick and we can teach them them but when you're an adult you can't learn how to do a back handspring if you've never done like you weren't doing it when you were a kid right (laughs) exactly so like teaching those movement patterns those tackling patterns early is really Mm -hmm. good but Mm -hmm. do you put them in flag football first or do you put that like 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 how long into flag football do you go because you can teach a lot of the skills of football and the game of football Mm -hmm. through flag football without the tackling without the blocking but then that changes up position specific for for sure sure. i think it honestly depends on the kid and the parents like if there's you get a lot of kids who are 
like both ends of the spectrum who are like small, skinny, may not do so well with tackle football with all those pads, obviously discombobulated. And then you have the other kids like myself who grew up. I was always a chubbier kid, was never really like the skinny uh, kid. Um, I'd like to call myself around uh, back then. And so yeah. was never really skinny. Uh or in shape in a sense. But yeah, I think it depends on their build. So if someone is like, you know, quick, like darty kind of kid who's like on the smaller, leaner side, then flag football would be great for them just because it is very fast. Better uh, it for is very skill agile. players, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better for skill players if they are going to come up with that. But like if you have a bigger kid just from like whether that's genetics or like, you know, nutrition, just naturally bigger than I would say throw them in, you know, throw them in tackle football right away just because there's so many amazing benefits from it like at like i said at a young age for from a developmental standpoint in yeah my opinion. i mean the so, earliest you learn anything is going to be exactly. like yeah again exactly. you're just ahead of the game yeah exactly yeah, very cool so so okay so anyways moving on from the youth athletics mm-hmm. you you went on to play high school mm-hmm. and then college ball yeah so i played two years at a, a community college up in northern california uh shout out to santa rosa junior college played there for two years love it was an amazing experience uh so you get you get like a redshirt year or gray shirt year. I redshirted fall of thirteen, and then I played uh, fall of fourteen and fifteen was my last season playing there. And then I had no plans on playing afterwards. I just wanted to continue to play as long as I could out of high school. Uh, high school football was pretty up and down for me. My senior season, I got hurt a couple times. I started a few. I started a couple games. It was more so a few games. Um, and so yeah, I wasn't satisfied at all, and I still had that burning passion to continue to play. And so I decided to go, and I knew that. That junior college, that local junior college, gave me the best uh, opportunity to play. I took advantage of it, and um, back in fall of '15, I had my best season playing. At played defensive tackle, weighing 230, still the same size as I am now, weigh the same, uh, still same height, and so uh, yeah, I had amazing coaches. Uh, shout out to all my coaches up there. They really uh, had a really positive influence on me, and that's what I think is amazing about that sport in particular, but any sport. Like the coaches that you um, come across or that get a chance to coach you, they can have such an amazing impact, not only on your like sporting career, but like your life. Like I still keep in touch with my coaches from my junior college and like- Like you know who's a good coach and exactly, who's a bad coach. Exactly, and so like one in particular, my defensive coordinator, uh, defensive coordinator back then, he's still there coaching. Uh, his name's Dante DePaula. He played at uh, California, Berkeley, uh, for a couple years there. Um, so he played at a high, college football at a high level. He's still coaching there. He is uh, one man that is still have is still had an impact on my football career and on my life in general. He just taught me quite a few life lessons when I was while I was playing there, and um, I have all the love and respect in the world for that man. So just because of that reason alone, putting kids in at a young age, as long as it's taught safe and they're performing it safe with then, good coaching. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. We can't coaching. just have some random dad be, yeah. the, be the peewee football coach. It's exactly. Be someone that knows football, knows exactly. how to tackle. So like someone yeah. who like some some guys who played had the experience, whether that's high school, college, professional, whatever, teaching the youth the proper technique uh, is going to be huge for their, not only their long-term development, but their development as, uh, as youth. So yeah, hundred percent, man, yeah. dude, love it. And so, so we, we, we went to college and then you still play. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, we brought you in still, you're still a football yeah, player. So, so what, what kept you like after the fact, right? Mm-hmm. Um, after college, how did you still stay in it and stay in the game? And like, how did you continue? Well, so you know? here's the funny part. So I thought that the fall of 2015 was going to be my last season playing football, like ever. 
Um, and so I kind of shifted my training. I was still obviously big into weightlifting. Uh, it's always been ever since, you know, I got to the junior colleges when I really developed a passion for the training and the lifting part of the sport, but just like overall in general. Um, and so after the fall of 15, uh, I lost a bunch of weight. I got into like, you know, the typical bro split, like six days a week, lifting like a bodybuilder, wanted to look better. Um, and I inevitably felt better because I did lose a little bit of weight. And so, um, but from the fall of 15 up until earlier this year, it was seven years where I didn't play. And so I stopped playing when I was 20 and I'm 27 years, seven Dude, years, off? I, seven years off from the game. That's like, a different, like it's a different game then. Like you're com- a different human being completely, yeah. completely different human. Like just, yeah, not only where my mindset is, but like knowledge and like I, that, that burning passion never left that burning you still passion. felt like unfinished business in a, in a sense. Like I was very, don't get me wrong. I was very satisfied with where I left off. Like when I played back in the fall of 15, just because of the team and the coaching yeah. uh, teammates, everyone. Um, but I still felt like I had a little bit more and I do. And I, and I proved that to myself, uh, early this year, my first season playing in the, uh, semi-professional league that I play in out here in Phoenix. What's it um, called? It's called the Arizona Cactus Football League. And yeah. so it's a, you know, um, adult amateur slash semi-pro. We call it semi-pro, um, just cause it sounds cooler, but yeah, yeah semi-pro, so, but, baby. but it is like, yeah. it is a higher level. It is definitely, in my opinion, that next notch up from junior college there for sure. We have like former, some, I guess, professional play for the Rattlers, some college and, you know, come straight, people come straight out of high school, you know, to play. And so me being that former junior like college more, athlete, more like people like for love of the game than mm-hmm. like, you know, playing for money. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. these guys have a passion for football for sure. Oh yeah. And I, it's, it's, yeah, definitely. And I can definitely attest to that being that seven years off, I still had that itch and like, I'm still scratching that itch. I'm still, you know, I'm still relatively young, 27. I feel good. Um, and I'm just continuing to scratch, like I said, scratch that itch, um, in the next coming years. Have I don't know when I'll be done playing, but it's, it'll maybe when my body says, um, it's time to shut it down, but I don't know when that'll be. I don't think it'll be anytime soon. And so, um, yeah, this first, la- this first season I played earlier this year, cause we play our games in the winter. So usually it'll be like January to May or, nice. you know, January to April, whenever. Yeah. I feel um, like you wouldn't get any airtime if you played right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. uh, Thursday NFL night football. College, yeah, yeah, like, there's exactly. a game every day here. Like exactly. yeah, you're going crazy. Exactly. So we play in the winter. Um, plus it's cooler out here and you know, a lot of the, like Arizona Cardinals have an indoor stadium. So does, I mean, ASU plays outside. Yeah. Too, but I mean, they practice the indoors. The perk of Arizona, twenty four seven. We got uh, year round sports. It is, it's really yeah. It's it is really really nice. And so this for this last season playing. So I played defensive line my whole football career, and I went to it was like a tryout in a sense for this league. And there were other teams there watching, like front like uh, coaching staffs and like other players who came to watch. And I was trying out for D DN just because I played DN. I played D tackle. Yeah, exactly. It's the position I know I felt the most confident in. I had a coach approach me after this tryout and he's like, listen, we got some dogs on the D line, but I could really use you at linebacker. I can mold you, show you good technique and make you into a good solid linebacker. And I played a tiny bit of linebacker in high school, but it wasn't much. It was more so in the preseason. And so I had a somewhat of a feel, but I have the perfect size for a linebacker. I mean, I'm right now I'm 5'10", yeah. 232. And so it's like, yeah, exactly. And I, exactly. That, I got that a lot when I was I, playing. I mean, maybe not like, you know, like at the high school levels, like some of those, some guys your size could be on the line, but like, exactly. you know, mm-hmm. it, 
the higher up you go, it's just bigger dudes. It, absolutely. And so they're in the league that I'm in, like there's some good sized guys. I would definitely I definitely say I put on a lot of muscle. I put on like ten pounds of muscle since how much you weigh right last now? season. Right now I weigh two thirty two. I did an M body this morning, two thirty two, like twelve percent body fat. Um hundred and nice. like eighteen, nineteen pounds of muscle. So feel good, feel strong. Um so yeah, I did this transfer position and like Last season was my first like full football season ever playing linebacker, and I did okay. I started three games for the team, and it felt it was fun. I had a blast. I played on special teams too, and ran down on kickoff, got a few tackles on kickoff, and Hell that was yeah. that was so much fun, uh, for sure. And so yeah, it was fun to contribute on that sense, being my first like. But how season. hard was it just like switching positions? Like I mean, I know that it's just a different read every time. Yeah, you're, you're it, following it, a different yeah. guy. You're doing a different you know yeah. job. You know, I I never. I didn't find it was too difficult simply because like I know the game so well and I've played it my whole life. And so I didn't feel like the transition was too difficult. There were moments like adjustments that I had to make, of course, like different coaching cues I had to you know pick up. And so yeah. I didn't feel it was it was all too difficult. There was definitely an adjustment in certain areas, but no, I had a blast. I was, I made more plays. I had, you know, I had a game with a few tackles and um, a sack. And so it was, I had a blast. It was so much fun. And I cannot wait for this upcoming season. Uh, we lost a few, a uh, few players, which happens every single season in this league where players switch teams or players are just done playing or they just whatever, you know? And so um, it's looking like I'm going to be a starter at middle linebacker this season and I can't Heck. wait. And yeah, so dude. it's, um, yeah, it's something, that it's like I'm on, in my in my eyes. It feel like I'm getting another opportunity at life because back then when I was playing in middle school, if I didn't have football as that outlet, as that you know extracurricular uh, outside of school, like I don't know what I would have done for sure. So oh yeah, no, I mean I'm the same way with baseball, man. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, who would I even be? Mm-hmm. I mean all my friends, all the 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 structure that it gives you, like mm-hmm. in your life, you got to go to practice at this time. You got you know the game on the weekend yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think the main thing structure definitely helps where you know sometimes some days in middle school i would be done like long day of school and then i would just go straight to practice you know i bring my stuff with me to school or whatever and then you know just go straight to practice you know get picked up whatever and so it was kind of the same in high school um just having that structure and stuff like that it was uh it was definitely really good for me to have and just taught me discipline and like how to really like work hard and work on that work ethic part of it just because a lot of a lot of this younger generation, I mean, I'm still young. I can't speak for like, you know, I yeah. can't say shit because I'm this still young. Generation, so. We're like right, exactly. 26, 27, dude. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm just saying like, so the guy, like say 10 guys, 10 years younger. Because how old are you? 26. 26. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're not, so like the generation, like 10 years younger than us, it's like, okay, it's a little bit different because they, you oh, know, yeah. we grew up in the nineties or, you know, we were born in the nineties and these guys are born in like the two thousands where it's like, they grew up with that technology, like right in front of them where it's like, no, I had a, my first phone was a freaking flip phone and it was, oh yeah, I had it like was the like, Virgin mobile slide yeah, phone. A, yeah, and yeah. Something <laughs> like that. I literally had like a physical flip phone and then a razor and it was, it was so funny. Uh. But so I think, um, Learn like especially starting out with sports at a young age, teaching you that work ethic, that discipline, sh- having structure in your life at such, such young age is going to set you up for such good long term success. Whether you want to continue with sports or just in life in general, because you think back to those moments in life. I think back to my days at the junior college, whether that's playing practice, where it's just like this sucks, but like looking back, I'm so grateful to oh my for gosh. those All experiences. That time and hour I put in exactly. already, that so I don't have to do those, again. Exactly. So <laughs> so grateful for those experiences and. uh yeah, it's like I'm like I said, it's like I'm getting another opportunity at life uh, with playing football again, and so uh, I can definitely say, but like I said back then, just to get like really real, um, back in middle school, I wanted to commit suicide. I had really bad suicidal thoughts just because I got bullied at a young age, 
And um, it was rough. And so, like I said, if I didn't have that outlet, I would have taken my own life because having that outlet, I could be a different person on the football field. And that's how I look at it yeah. now. I can Without be like an animal, like another animal or a different type of person on the football field, like having another identity in a sense. So it gives um, you that escape from like life, and, yeah. like the stresses of life, exactly. and, like the, it lets you just be you. Yeah. And being able to like, in a sense, put on like a, um, uniform, a uniform, yeah, like, it is yeah, uniform, like, but like a, like a suit. It's like you an know? anchor. Yeah. It's like it changes you. Exactly. Your, your whole so state. You're able to be someone else in those moments and especially being able to unload on someone. Like I love playing defense. I played defense my whole football career and just I I played offensive line. It just wasn't the same. Just being able to like literally like because we're on the attack like all the time and just like you have like a set goal of like, you no, know, go find the ball and go tackle the ball and annihilate that person yeah. with the ball. And so having that, just being able to like channel and have controlled rage in those moments is the reason why I was able to, in a sense, keep calm and not take my own life um, just because uh, yeah. I was able to escape on the football to the football field and at practice and just take out whatever frustration, angst that I had, whether that was through the day, through the week, whatever it is, you know. Yeah. So. And then it's great for people to hear like that there are outlets like mm -hmm. for those things. Like if you yeah. do feel that way, like you can get it out. Like it's it's definitely mm -hmm. a feeling, but it's not everything, mm -hmm. right? You can for sure. you can get rid of those stresses in mm -hmm. with you know physical activity with. Mm -hmm a sport with a community like yeah. yeah and i would say if it does get too bad like i've definitely thought about going to see a therapist especially over these last like couple of months um if you really feel like it is getting to the point where you need to like i would definitely recommend it because i'm can i am very much so going to be looking into one here soon um i just want to ask a couple people because i have coworkers who see therapists and so yeah. if you feel like if someone out there listening is feeling like are unsure of themselves they lack confidence in one area like you know and they haven't they can find an outlet that is going to better them as a person or man or woman whoever um then seeking that per that objective opinion it could help you never know and so you never know until you take that chance yeah, you gotta so, try something yeah exactly and so i'm definitely wanting to take that chance but damn just to get just to get real for a second you yeah know, so. no for real no, <laughs> that is really real yeah. and uh and and it doesn't have to be the outlet it doesn't have to be football to be honest yeah. for me my my experience in in football is like i my mom didn't want me to play um mm. for the longest time i didn't get to play tackle football till i was a freshman mm. and so i'm a freshman in high school never played the game before mm. except madden and 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 so to be honest, I think I, I was picked on a little bit more. I was short, you know, um, not the biggest guy on the team. And the football team is kind of aggressive, right? And so I felt like I was getting kind of picked on on the football team. Yeah. And so I would say um, if that's not your outlet, then, like, you know, you can change sports too. Like there's also like mm -hmm. a different culture in every sport and oh, like a different sure. thing that you'll fit better into. And yeah. not to mention, I get, I became friends with all those guys afterwards uh, after I hit my growth spurt. <laughs> yeah. A little more confidence, a little more me, but yeah, yeah. exactly. No, I definitely find that thing. That's you. Yeah. Because... No, for sure. And whether, whatever that is, whether that's a sport, whether that's lifting weights. Cause when I didn't have that time with football, like the weight room was my therapy. I always had a passion for lifting weights ever since I started playing football. Um, when I was in junior college um, is when I really developed a passion for like the love of the training and like the, the respect for the uh, lifting of the weights. And so being able to take out my uh, whatever emotions I was feeling like on, in the weight room, uh, pushing, pulling heavy weight was definitely the outlet for me for those that seven year gap uh, yeah. that I took from football. And so um so yeah, whatever the outlet is, like you, could, there's something out there for everyone to benefit from. Uh, whether that's a sport, um, the gym, 
um, meditation, spirituality, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? So you yeah. just got to find it, take a Definitely. chance, and try out different things. So that's what it's all about. Yeah, and so how long do you have till season starts? Uh, we have, so January 14th, so we are less, a little less than four months out. Okay, and so, so what are you going to do in these four months to prepare yourself, like, best for the season, upcoming season? Mm-hmm. And, like, do, do you guys do stuff with the team, or is this, like, your time right now? So we just started going to off-season uh practices a couple weeks ago so we have practice usually to start once a week um we'll start probably ramping it up to two days coming in november or just probably in november if i had to guess so just to start like just installing the offense new defense um stuff like that but i am getting in training on my own i'm uh, one of my buddies uh, up in peoria he's got some equipment that he's allowing me to use and so he's helping me train get faster uh, stuff like that just helped me work on speed and agility stuff. And so, oh, yeah. but I'm in the weight room, like, you know, three days a week, just focus on getting stronger, uh, doing a different, a uh, doing different strength movements that are just going to help me on the football field, working on different planes of motion, ranges of motion, stuff like that. So yeah, I'm getting to work in on my own, uh, but we're also getting in with the team and uh, meeting new teammates, uh, stuff like that. So, and you were yeah. saying you did like the structure that football gives to your life. And so mm-hmm. how's the work-life balance now that you're back into football? And, um, I know you work over at pig nutrition with our guys, uh, Tristan mm-hmm. and Cade. Uh, mm-hmm. if you guys haven't heard their podcast, they're awesome. Please go back and listen. Um, but yeah. So how's the work-life balance? How do you like working at peak? Uh, I've been loving working at peak. It's, I've been a customer there since March of last year is when I first discovered them. And so, um, I discovered them through a former coworker. I used to be a trainer over at the EOS on Warner McClintock, so right by yeah. the temp, right next to the Tempe location. Exactly. And so uh, I went in there, um, met Tristan first, and um, really, really liked the the vibe, the atmosphere that they gave off. And so became a customer, loyal customer. Was continuing to shop there for protein, other supplements, stuff like that. Um, and then earlier this year, I. It kind of my business, my personal training business kind of took a dip because I went private. So I asked Tristan, I was like, Hey dude, can I get high? Can I apply to work here? He's like, yeah, dude, of course. Like hit up Sarah, like blah, blah, blah. So, uh, set up a few interview, set up an interview, went through the interview process, got hired on and it's been a little over six months. And it's been great being able to help people out with nutri- the nutritional side and supplementation, but mainly nutrition. Like talk about that. Cause that's the part I struggled with my whole life when it came to football, when it came to that seven year hiatus in between football, um, when it came to like shaping my physique, looking, feeling a certain way. And so, uh, now that I have it dialed for the most part, and I've seen some good results over these last, like over this last year or so, um, incorporating different techniques that, you know, whether peak nutrition taught me or like other resources um being able to make a positive impact on those people who went through the same struggles i went through is the reason why i love working there uh and helping those people out uh in any way that i can like i tell people like i get people my card all the time it's got my instagram i'm like send me a dm like reach out if you need if you have any questions about whatever and i put that on my instagram story um stuff like that so it's been great just being like i just love helping people i just feel like that's that's really it. Yeah, and isn't it amazing how much you learn helping other people? Like, like a lot of these things, like you're teaching to them, and then mm-hmm. you you go back and like think about it with your own body and like yeah. with your own things, and then exactly. you re- reapply, reapply. The more you help, the more you learn. Yeah, no, yeah, you're absolutely right. And <laughs> so, um, being able to practice what I preach also has helped me in my fitness journey, and just it's also been fun, kind of experimenting with different supplements that they have there. Like, yes. and so being and my wait. own. 
Let me go. Wait, so we did this on. We did this for Cade. We did this for Tristan. Oh, Let's shoot. go through the laundry list. What you guys got? Oh, what, what you taking? Uh, what am I taking? Yeah, okay, if you don't mind. No, yeah, I don't mind at all. It. Okay. So um, let's see. So to go through, we have this hierarchy of needs. I'm sure I don't know if they mentioned on the last one, but we have this hierarchy of needs. It's a whole pyramid. So I'm taking the whole hierarchy of needs to start from the bottom: multivitamin, fish oil. Uh, next is post-workout glucose. Um, which helps with recovery, strength, muscle gains. Yeah, guys, um, post glucose is just, you know, that sugar spike you need. Exactly, and spikes people, insulin. You need, the insulin, if you're going to have your sugar, have it right after your workout. Honestly, That's the best time that is to have the best it, man. Time. And, yeah, and so um, I call it the secret weapon to building muscle. So definitely, uh, definitely good stuff. So post-workout glucose, uh, whey protein isolate, uh, sustained assimilating protein, which is like your typical whey protein, which is good for meal replacement uh, snacks, just help you get to your protein goal. Uh, creatine. Um, let's see. And then for the top portion of the pyramid, goal specific. Oh, geez. There's a, there's a few things. There's a few things. There's a few things. Uh, first thing. So, uh, glutamine, which helps with recovery, digestion, immunity. Oh my gosh. Um, and gut health. People. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like if you take a lot of Advil or if you have mm-hmm. like a lot of, uh, leaky gut like symptoms, mm-hmm. like glutamine could be your best yeah. friend. Oh, glutamine. Yeah, it's great. And so, uh, I do that in my post-workout shake. I do um, NAC, which stands for N-acetylcysteine, and that has so many amazing benefits. The main thing I use it for, uh, it helps with immunity. It helps produce the master antioxidant in your body called glutathione. So it helps with increasing that in your body. Um, It helps with uh, reducing blood sugar. It helps with lung health, so your bronchial tubes, lung health, kidney function, um, infertility in men, which I don't have an issue with, but But, just kind of funny. But if you guys, if you're infertile though, like that, that's yeah. a, it's a big showing on your health. Oh, like, 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 yeah, you got to yeah. work on that. Like for sure. Yeah. Your sexual health is mm-hmm. also indicative of your overall health. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that goes, that goes in the post-workout shake, but those are a couple. And then, oh geez, what else am I taking? I'm taking carterine, which is a peptide, which helps with my, uh, cardiovascular health on top of like, re- you know, reducing body fat. Um, it targets body fat for energy. So the main reason I use that is actually help give me an advantage in football because they don't drug test in this league. So I'm able to take carterine, which is a peptide, which we have. Is carterine illegal substance? Um, um, so you, you can't use it like if you get to the professional level, like it's a banned like substance. It's banned substance. Yeah, it's okay. a banned substance in like the professional ranks, college ranks as well. So uh, I take carterine to help with cardiovascular health. Um, I'm on Legandrol, which is a SARM right now. I'm going to be weaning off of that. Uh, here soon. And with SARMs, you got to take that PCT, Yeah, right? so, and then I'll be taking PCT starting next month. Um, and then I'm also on Modern Warriors Body Repair Plan as of right now. I love the Body Repair which is Plan. Great. I mean, do you yeah. take the Metabolism Booster? I do, yeah. Okay, I do for me, it. I don't really, like, take the Metabolism mm-hmm. I love the Ready. I love yep. the Realign. Mm-hmm. The Realign is great to sleep yep. and then wake up with, but the, the Ready is, like, yeah, my go-to. the Ready is I amazing. I take that thing every day. Yeah, I, I love it. It's awesome. I definitely, I do it at least five days a week. Um, yeah, five days. Yeah. yeah. You got to cycle I give, off a couple I days. I give the two days, know? my body two days, so I don't break up, uh, give up a tolerance, or, yeah, build up a tolerance for that, excuse me, but uh, uh, yeah, so as of right now, I'll probably stop with the BRP um, next month, but keep doing the ready just because it's it's great. And I love the feeling. It gives me just the focus and uh, not much energy, but just mainly the focus and the mood mood boosting benefits from oh, it. Yeah. Um, trying to think of what else <laughs> that I take right now. I'm trying to think of like my cupboard. Um, I mean, pre-workout sometimes. Uh, I don't really... Need it uh, all people, that often? People overdo the stims. They do. It's just yeah. like, yeah, if I'm going to go with the pre-workout, a non-stim pre-workout, if yeah. I already had a coffee, if I had, yeah. like, caffeine in the mm-hmm. day. Oh, also, oh, greens, reds and greens. Um, so I've been doing, I mean, I'll, I'll cycle back and forth between first form, uh, 
greens, modern warrior. Great greens. Oh, the, dude, the first form is my favorite yeah. tasting one. Oh yeah, it definitely tastes delicious. And, and you just can feel the, the function bloat melt oh, off of you, dude. Like immediately I swear, bloated gone. Immediately, <laughs> yeah. it feels great. Uh, and so yeah, I'll do the reds and greens together. I always do the reds just because they're great for antioxidant uh, or for, to fight free radicals, but to produce um, nitric better nitric oxide production. Excuse me there, uh, in the blood. And then um, so yeah, reds and greens. I'll cycle between modern warrior, titan, and then first form. Uh, digestive enzymes as well, just to help because I eat a high, very high protein diet. Being, yeah. Uh, with the physique that I have and being performance, uh, being performance based helps a ton with breaking down those proteins, carbs, and fats. Yeah. Um, if you don't take digestive enzyme, eat some fruit, guys. There's lots of digestive mm-hmm. enzymes in the right fruits. Yeah. And yeah. even in a greens powder, there's, a greens powder, there's digestive it. enzymes. There's probiotic, um, prebiotic, fi- have good some fiber. Kimchi. Yeah, kimchi is great. It's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. I have not tried it before, but I want oh. to. I definitely want to try it. I've heard so many good Dude, things about yeah. it. So, yeah, I'll have to go to Costco and get some. But uh, let's see. I think that's. I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I'm forgetting some, but I'm pretty sure that's that's most of it. So it's a long line. It's a laundry list of stuff i don't know if tristan or Cade mentioned any more but uh i think you guys all take the entire you know uh, <laughs> pyramid down to the top for to sure bottom. but for sure yeah you guys are awesome so that yeah that's great and then um on top of that like how do you do your diet so like um your high protein diet right um and you do take like the whey proteins mm-hmm. um drinks but do you eat like more like animal proteins versus plant proteins or like what's your strategy yeah, with the nutrition sure. side of things I mean, minus the supplementation? So minus supplementation, I mean, I do, I'm a carnivore. I love meat. I will, don't eat a lot of pork. Um, I'll do it every now and then, but um, it'll be mainly like chicken, salmon. Um, it'll be steak. Like red, you know, red meat. I don't do much ground beef. I'll do bison every now and then. I'll do ground turkey, um, and I'll do eggs. I was eat, I ate a lot of eggs last year, like earlier last year, um, when I was like working on like hitting a certain amount of protein. When I got the in body, when I went to first went to peak, got the in body. I'm like, okay, I gotta hit this protein. I love eggs, and so because you can do them so many different ways, and so yeah, started doing that, making scrambles with rice. Um, I'll do a lot of rice. I get the 25 pound bag of jasmine rice from Costco. It's just saves me so much money. Yeah, I, I go through it in a couple months just because I eat a shit ton of rice every single day. And um, it just sits better with you. That's your carb of choice. Yeah, like it, rice. It's just, yeah. I find it so much easier to digest than than brown rice for me personally. I mean, if you like brown rice, and go ahead and eat it. But at least for me, excuse me, I find it way easier to digest, and it just goes great with everything. And so, yeah, I do my best to stick to whole natural foods um, when it comes to the, like you know the main breakfast or main uh, meals, which is lunch and dinner. For breakfast, sometimes like I usually work out in the mornings three days a week, and then if I don't, I have this um, this like oatmeal packet that I pour into like some. Um, some oat milk that has pea protein in it. So I will do the dairy alternatives just because I have, uh, I used to eat, drink a lot of, or eat a lot of dairy when I was younger. Um, in high school, we used to do a bunch of milk. And so now, for some reason, I just can't. I just It just goes right through me. It's right. Well, I don't know what. Yeah, so for me, I'm like slightly <laughs> lactose. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it's just due to um, the over-pasteurization and over-processing of our milk. So mm-hmm. like, um, I, I interviewed this uh place inspire farms tiffany lily over there she uh she's great and uh they're like a raw organic milk farm and so you can get like uh milk from the cow like you know a week in or like less than a week away from you know they deliver Mm -hmm. every friday and 
because of like the bacteria that is supposed to be in there that mm -hmm. we you know sometimes pasteurize, filter out, and get mm -hmm. all that stuff out. But without that, you're gonna have a lot harder time digesting your milk and doing yeah. those things. But in every single you know milk product we have. Yeah. It's, you know, some highly processed. Yeah, milk. oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of things that aren't processed these days, for sure. And so, and that's just, that's one thing that I just try, I, at least for me, try to stay away from. But in reality, it's like protein powders, processed. Um, there's other, like, which has, like, there are certain processed foods that have value. To, value yeah, they in have my value. Opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, a whey protein powder is yeah. very valuable. It's amazing. It's amazing for building muscle, um, burning body fat, whatever your goals are. It's There's studies that have shown that it is the superior uh, protein. And so there is benefit to that. So it's not a bad thing that you're taking because there are some people you who take You got to be aware weight. of what you're taking. Exactly. You got to be aware of what you're taking. And if you're doing, you know, a high quality whey protein, then you're going to reap the benefits of it. If you're doing something like not to knock on a brand, but like gold standard way that stuff is mass produced it's shipped out to thousands of stores and so um and it from i used to i drank it a little bit but it just comes out clumpy and it just tastes and it doesn't taste the best i've had i've tasted yeah. good quality whey protein in the past um my dad he still does he still does the isogenics you know shakes and yeah my mom likes isogenics and, too and yeah. shit like that dude right and so and he, he i did it when i was younger to help me lose weight for pop warner football because we had to make weight and so i was doing that i was doing those for a while and like they got to the point where like i went from the whey shakes to the vegan shakes and then back and forth and back and forth and like neither of them really like sat well they oh i never really Just digested a shake in general i never digested them super well and so when i started taking a good quality whether that was a way good quality way isolate or good quality way it's like it didn't have it didn't sit as bad or it didn't just go right through me you know what i'm saying and so yeah. it um it makes a big difference of what you're putting in your body but kind of going back to the, the whole natural foods it's like if you can get a lot of your protein and calories to whole natural foods and that's going yeah, to be the route grass to go. fed beef some honestly like, you know, yeah some some nice find real some good quality beef chicken. like here's a hack to those who if you're trying to put on muscle if you're trying to lose some weight um, you can get so many things in bulk from the grocery store, whether you go to Costco, whether you go to Fry's, yeah, Sam's sprouts, Club, or, yeah, like sprouts. wherever you gotta go. I've been speaking of sprouts. I love too. sprouts. <laughs> dude, <laughs> yeah. So I live out in Levine and I have a sprouts like less than five minutes down the street. Dude, I'm not kid you. I'm there like two to three times a week. Yeah. Like I have turned like slowly turned into a sprouts whore just because they have so many have, amazing. And their produce is pretty good. Yeah, Price, exactly. like yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean I always yeah. thought they were just super expensive, but it's like I find that their prices are actually really good. I downloaded the app and everything. I haven't really utilized the app <laughs> to, the, to the best of its ability, but um, yeah, I mean, they got coupons on the app, they send notifications, whatever, when they have deals and stuff. And so I've gotten meat from there. Um, I freaking love their muffins, dude. I'll tell you what, I've been getting <laughs> muffins from there since I've been in this like strength, like heavy lifting phase these last few weeks, like cut like once a week, like do two muffins at a time, whatever. But yeah, so Sprouts is great. Um, if you can get, uh, all of your foods through whole natural sources, uh, then that's going to be the route to go. But it, in reality, it's very difficult with the life, the lives that people live. Not everyone's going to get hundred percent. Exactly. Unprocessed not everyone's, Sorry. Not it's everyone's going to have the same mindset mentality as, you know, guys like us who are passionate about fitness and health where it's like, Oh, I'm going to like, do you meal prep? Uh, a little bit. No, so not, yeah, I mean, yeah, for me, I, I'll do that, you know, a couple times a week or whatever. I won't do it for the whole week at a time, but I'll do it Sunday for a few days and then I'll do it like, like today I'll probably do it for the weekend or whatever. And so, yeah. um, or do it for a couple of days at or a time. Or a meal so. prep company. Like there's lots of those out exactly. there too. Guys. There's so many amazing yeah. resources out there for you. If you have, um, whatever goals you have, but going somewhere and getting like, to go back to what I was, or my original point was like ground beef or ground Turkey, super cheap, 
you get white rice, you get some sort of frozen vegetable. That is very, very inexpensive Boom. and it's whole natural. Done. Like, throw it in a stir fry. Boom. Enjoy. Exactly. Whatever you want to do, throw it on a skillet. If you need some hot sauce, yeah. put some hot sauce Boom. on it. Put some sweet and s- yeah. sauce. I don't put know. Some whatever mustard. you got to do. I Teriyaki. Mean, my, uh, shout out to uh, Diego. He's my uh, head coach at the Gilbert store. He's a bodybuilder competing in a show here in less than five weeks. He... Uh, lately he's been doing, his coach has been like reducing his sodium intake down. And so he's been doing mustard because it's the lower sodium condiment. Um, and so mustard, if you want to like watch your sodium, cause people freak out when they have too much, like, I guess sodium is whatever. Now I people, disagree. I mean, like, I mean, it's, well, it depends on, yeah, it, it depends on who you're talking to, who you ask, yeah. whatever their goals are, but it's yeah, like, exactly. uh, mustard is another good one. Cause it's lower sodium, uh, depending on where you find it. And so there's so many, there's so many, um, options out there for you they're really you really have no excuse to uh not be like i don't know how yeah exactly. like, i don't know how it's, it's like it's very simple do your research whoopsies oh, that's random number <laughs> i get random numbers call me all the time anyway so yeah like whatever grocery store you go to there are options out there for you you just have to do a little bit of digging on the internet i mean google there's so many like you can find so much stuff on google it's like go out there uh but a good place to start like i mentioned some sort of ground meat um, chicken thighs are super cheap as well, like cheaper than breasts. Um, it's your, your standard, uh, starchy carb, whether that's potato, uh, sweet potato, white rice, whatever. And then some sort of frozen vegetable, like frozen broccoli is so cheap. Like even <laughs> yeah. with inflation going on recently, it's like, it's so it's cheap. It's super cheap. And so, um, yeah, there, there's, there's, there's something out there for everyone. Oh yeah. No matter even if you're if you're a picky eater, there's there's gonna be there's something out there for you. So yeah. whatever it is. You, you just gotta it, find guys. it. You just gotta look. You just gotta experiment. Honestly. Yeah. You gotta see what works best for you and try it out. And if it doesn't, then try something else. Well so, cool, man. Like so yeah. yeah, we got the nutrition, we got the uh, supplementation down mm-hmm. down. And now let me just get to one more thing um, mm-hmm. before we get out of here. Is just I want to make sure like we talk about your influences. So like why do you have this mindset? Like who are your big influences in your life? And, uh, yeah, cause I know it, it's not like we all get here by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it takes a village for all of us. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And so yeah. like, who are your big inspirations? Oh, man. So I mentioned to it before, like my former football coach, uh, my defensive coordinator at the junior college, he was a big influence on my life. Just the way he spoke, the way he carried himself. He was a no, uh, no bullshit, no excuses type of guy. And I have, like I said, all the respect in the world for him. Um, so he was a big influence, not only on my sporting career, but just on my life in general. And so, um, he really taught me how to put it, put forth the right effort and, um, develop the proper work ethic, to directed, get, effort, yeah, directed yeah. effort to get to what you want and where you want. So, um, Mike, that former coach of the junior college was a big influence on me, but the real reason, like the, the real like drive behind what I do is like, I do everything I do for my family. Like I'm Italian. And so like family is of the utmost importance to me. Um, one person in particular, he, uh, is my grandfather. He no longer, he passed away back in, um, when was it? It was sept- uh, May, May 8th of 2017. So he passed away like two weeks before his 88th birthday. He had lung cancer. He smoked for 50 years. Um, he had a tumor in his right lung. And yeah. so he... How old did he make it? 88? Yeah, almost 88. So it was like 87. And yeah, All 87 right. and I change. Mean, yeah. you know, Which like, is a long time, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and lung cancer got him. He's been a smoker, but he made 88. Yeah. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> like, and so he, he went through the ringer like throughout his life. Like he... Um, I mean, he grew up super poor. Like he didn't have past an eighth grade education, I don't think, um, or fifth grade education. And my her uh, my grandmother, uh, his um, yeah, his wife 
didn't go get past second grade just because they had to work back then. Um, and so, yeah, he was a huge influence on my life. Him and I were super close growing up, just seeing everything he did for my family, like just to kind of like a brief overview, like he, um, went to, he lived in Italy. He went to work in Venezuela for 12 years because there was no work in Italy back then. So he went to work in Venezuela, learned how to speak Spanish there. Obviously Italian and Spanish, super similar. So Italian being his first language, but obviously learned to speak Spanish there because he was in Venezuela. He would work there for 10 years, transferring money uh, to his family. So that way they could eat, they, he could put food on the table for them Sheesh. move. And then having the guts to do that, and then fast forward a few, like years later, um, my mom's born, my uncle, uh, my mom's older brother, um, they moved to America from Italy when my mom was three, my uncle's 13. There's a 10 year, uh, obviously 10 year difference. You guys could do the math there. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, 10 year difference there. They moved when my mom was three, moved to uh, New Jersey. Um, and then when my mom, and then she spent her elementary school years and then first two years of high school uh, in Jersey and then moved to California. So different points in their life, he was constantly moving and risking, you know, their livelihood to, for a better opportunity. And because of that, I have all the respect in the world for him. And he is, uh, the strongest man I ever knew. Not only that, like having the guts and the courage to move his family from not only from Italy to New Jersey, from New Jersey to California for a better opportunity for a better life. Um, he also had four hip surgeries in his life, two of those being replacements, one on each hip. He had an infection, I believe on his left, right hip. Um, and it literally eroded the whole joint. So he was in immense amount of pain for the latter half of his life Jesus. for probably the last like quarter of his life, like an immense amount of pain because an infection spread and it just literally like de like eroded the bone, uh, the whole joint around there. And so he went from a cane. I saw him go from a cane to a walker into a wheelchair and then an electric, you know, motorized little wheelchair. Um, he spent the last couple years of his life in a nursing home, assisted living home. He still kept his mind, which was amazing because uh, his wife, my grandmother, she uh, had uh, dementia, a uh, form of Alzheimer's there, also had type 2 diabetes. Yeah. So she started to slowly lose her marbles uh, there when I was a kid, when I was like, I saw it like at nine, young, as young as nine years old. And then mm -hmm. she passed away um, back in 2012, like two days before my, oh geez, two days before my 17th birthday. Yeah, 17th birthday. So uh, that was rough. But my grandfather, um, seeing the pain and he went through in his life, he, like I said, the strongest man I ever knew, he is the reason I do what I do. I have a tattoo on my bicep of him. So this was the watch he wore uh, his whole life. The time on it is 4.30 is the time he passed away. Right there, the quote uh, in Italian, the top reads, never give up, never surrender. It being on bi bicep, typical represents strength, him being the strongest man I ever knew. Huge influence on my life. So him, like my grandparents, like if it wasn't because of them, like my mom wouldn't be born, I wouldn't be here. And I'm also the first generation born in the United States in my family. So that's crazy. I feel like I have, there's a lot of weight on my shoulders, you know, to <laughs> right? live up to expectations. And so, but I do everything I do for my family and uh, I have all the love in the world for them. There isn't anything I wouldn't do for them. And so it's actually really exciting. So next weekend, they're actually moving down here from Calif Northern California. I'm going to fly up uh, next Thursday night to help them drive down. Not everything, not all of their stuff because they still have a bunch of stuff. But yeah, drive down here. So they're going to be moving into a uh, 55 and older community uh, out in Buckeye called Sun City Festival. And so they'll be like a 45 minute drive for me. And so I'll be having them close 
for the first time in five years. So I'm That's very, awesome, I'm man. very, very excited to have them close. Um, so yeah, that is the drive and the motivation of why I do what I do. I do everything for them. Well, um, now I can see it because yeah. like, it, it, it runs in the blood, right? <laughs> yes, like sir. That, that, yeah. dude, that's ama- like, amazing. Just I like, have my ba- grandparents as my background on my phone. <laughs> so it's like, hold on, let me show you real quick. So yeah, like that's them right there. So, oh, dude. and that was a young me. That's my grandfather. His name is Gaetano. And oh, then he looks my, like the man. Yeah. Right. And then my grandmother, uh, Teresa is her. And then that's my mom at a young age. And then my younger sister, Serena right there. Her and I are only three years apart, but, uh, yeah. So I have them as my background as a daily reminder. Every time I see their faces, I'm just like, keep going. Like yeah, no matter, keep going. no matter the adversity, no matter like what you're going through, it's like, it's not nearly as difficult as what they had to go through to provide a better life for their family. And so, um, having that mentality, that perspective is um, insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's crazy. Dude, that's right? like some, it's yeah. like, I haven't gone through shit. Like imagine like if I was like living like them or like in their shoes, like the stuff that I would have had to have gone through to provide uh, a better life for my family. It's well, like the fact that they're willing to go up and move. Like they're moving right now. Like they're right. they're, they're up and doing it again. Mm-hmm. Like like this is crazy. Like they it's, just you guys just <laughs> you need a better life. You go yeah. make your better life. Absolutely. And that's the re- I, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to come to Arizona State. That being like moved down here to go to Arizona State. It was one my dream school. I don't know why. For some reason it just was. It was uh, it was because of football. Like <sighs> I watched Arizona State on TV when I was in like seventh eighth grade. Saw them on TV. Didn't know the school. I was just like. <laughs> Their colors are cool. Like I like the color combo, yeah. like the maroon and gold or whatever. And so for that reason, it just stuck in my head and I made it happen. I got my degree and I'm down here and um, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be in the situation that I wouldn't be in today if I didn't take that chance uh, and move down here away from my family. Uh, it made it, it, not that it made it easier, but it helped a little bit that my bar- grandparents already passed. Cause if they were still alive, if e- e- either one it, of them was still alive and on, exactly. Yeah. And on the last leg of their life, like I would have stayed, there would have been no way I could have moved out down here. The time it was just the right time. And so, um, so yeah, it was just meant to be, but yeah, my, my uncle's retiring down here. He's 65. He's worked for 50 years since he was 15. So he started working at a super young age and he's retiring down here. Um, having all of my immediate family down here. So my mom, uh, my dad, my uncle, who is like another dad to me, um, just cause he does not, he doesn't have any kids. He's not married or anything. So he's been uh, single for the last several years, but, um, yeah, he's like, he's like another father figure to me. He is, uh, He's funny. He's goofy. He can be kind of ditzy, but that's just him. And so, and then my godmother, who's like another mom to me, my mom, she's my mom's best friend. She's also moving down here with her husband, John. Dude, you're so like, the whole squad. They're literally, yeah, exactly. So like my immediate family, like I said, having the, you know, four most in people, yeah, top four most important people in my life. Uh, my younger sister, Serena, uh, is staying up there. She's going to be, she actually lives out up there in Berkeley, which is, um, it's about a four, like 30, 40 minute drive from my hometown, Novato. So she's staying up there. Um, so I have a reason to go back up there. Plus I have a couple of best friends that are up there. So I can go up whenever I know I have a place to crash, no matter what, if my family's up there or not. So, um, so yeah, that was a long winded, <laughs> long winded answer. So. Oh, hey, but Hey man, yeah. uh, thanks again, man. This has yeah. been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, this like is cool, man. an inspiring story from you, mm-hmm. but like your family, mm-hmm. uh, even crazier. Like yeah, this is nuts, dude. dude, it is so happy to have you on. Yeah. And, uh, before we get you out of here, can we uh, plug some of like your socials or like yeah like yeah for sure. So um, on Instagram, it's a little bit we. It's not a weird username, but um, it's there's periods in between. So it's f dot b dot jock 
Jock is spelled G-I-A-C and then dot 42. So it's F-B. If you just search up Jock dot 42, G-I-A-C period 42, you'll find me. Uh, my profile picture, I'm in a Warriors jersey. So shout out to the Warriors. They won the won the finals <laughs> a few months back. So I was super hyped about that. But yeah, so you'll see. NorCal guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to all my NorCal teams, Niners, Giants, Warriors, all of them. So yeah, uh, yeah. that's the Instagram there. Um, and if you're in temp, I mean, if you're in Arizona, like come meet him in real person and yeah. at peak, right? Yeah. yeah so say, like, which at, peak you at? I'm at the peak in Gilbert. Uh, so it's on Gilbert road, just off of, uh, Gilbert road and the 202 were in between the Ross and the Sally beauty, uh, on the target side. So yeah, if you ever, if anyone is out here, uh, in Phoenix or Arizona, wherever, and is looking, uh, wants some, wants some help. Uh, with nutrition, with fitness, whatever, I'm more than happy to yeah. be that influence, that and if resource. If you're a football player, get it from a football player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you if you're a young guy playing football, a college football player, high school football player, listening to this, then yeah, I'd be more than happy to help, give my insight, help you out with the things that I struggle with, that you may be struggling with the same thing. So yeah, would love to help out in any way I can. Like I said, I love helping people. Uh, I feel like that's my purpose in life, is just to help people in whatever capacity that is, whatever situation that it's in. So yeah. But yeah, dude, thanks for having me on. This is dope. Yeah, dude, thanks again, man. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you guys next week on The Price for Paradise. My name's Woody, and aloha.